Thank you, buddy. Thanks, President Hagan. Hello, my friends. Wow, it is so great to have you here today. We are incredibly blessed. As President Hagan said, you have been an incredible blessing uh, from the time I first met you, which is, I believe, dropping your daughter off to uh, entrust her into our care in the College of Fine Arts uh, through many uh, different times of you being on campus. And then here today, I know that you have something that's truly going to bless our students. So let's get to it, shall we? Okay. So uh, the first question, of course, is just to tell us uh, about the journey and that got you here to where you are today. Thank you, Larry. Well, before we start, I just want to tell you how blessed it is to be here, to be part of this chapel. You guys are absolutely incredible. I mean, to see this passion and, and to see the commitment in here is just tremendous. You know, in a day when a lot of kids your age are drifting from your faith, it's an incredible inspiration to see the passion here. And what a blessing. You, you guys are tremendous. Um, we, we belong to a, what I call a pretty fired up AG church, and you, <laughs> you guys take it to a whole different level. So it's, it's very inspirational. Um, keep that fervor. You're going to touch a lot of people's lives. You, you moved me tremendously this morning, and I, and I know you're going to move, and you moved Marion, and I know you're going to move a lot of different people. So keep it up. What a blessing. So... Um, we want to start the journey here with, um, actually, with North Central. Uh, our daughter, Kristen, was a junior in high school, um, trying to decide where she wanted to go to school. She was a music major. Um, that was a major passion for her. Um, Mom and Dad were pushing her towards North Central, pointing her, pointing her in this direction. And her music teachers that, you know, that she was very close to were pointing her to another school. And it was getting to the point where she was needing to make a, a decision fairly, fairly soon. And it just, it was amazing how God moved and came in and, and, and played, played this all out. Um, it was a, th th that weekend, we, you know, we were discussing it, but Wednesday we, we had an electrician come in and he was doing some sound type of equipment in our, in our house. And he had that North Central um, sweatshirt on. And we thought, wow, you know, we're just discussing this. Kristen was there, and we talked to him, and he was telling us all about the school and how much he loved it and, and, you know, and, and all the great things. And then Kristen talked to him for quite a while also. So we were thinking, wow, this is great. You know, it was kind of moving in, in the right direction. But it, what, what a, it was just amazing that, you know, a student from North Central, we, we didn't know him. It was an electrical company that we didn't know anything about. So... Um, that coming Sunday, um, we went to, Kristen and I went to Oak Creek um, service, a Sunday night service, and uh, one accord was there. And we're thinking, oh my goodness, you know, this is, this is tremendous. And she was quite moved by their, their service. And so two things happened right there in a row that just was amazing. So she got quite interested, and, we, uh, and NCU days were coming up. So we, we came up for NCU days. And uh, just as, you know, the kids were just so friendly. Um, you, could, you could tell that God was present in their life. You know, they'd smile and say hi. You know, kids 
generally your age don't generally say hi to old people like us. <laughs> but it was, you could just see the friendliness and the genuine, you know, love. And, and we, we thought that was really something. And, and Kristen was moved by that also. She, she noticed that that was really something. So, and we talked to Larry at lunch um, considerably. And um, she was told. And so that, that's what started, you know, I just, I just wanted to point this all out because I really feel God orchestrated this entire plan to, to bring her um, up here at, at that time. Yes, um, I'm going to start with kind of the, um, we had dropped Kristen off here at North Central. Um, we have one son that is five years older than Kristen. He had just gotten married two months prior. Um, this was September 2nd of 2012. We had dropped Kristen off for the um, uh, welcome week. Hadn't even started classes yet. Um, wow. We decided to head to our cabin for a couple days. We were new, new empty nesters. We were really, really excited about that. <laughs> we knew our daughter was in a great place being watched after by the Lord and all the wonderful people here. And our son was with his new wife. And we were just ready to play and kind of, after all those years, have a really good time. So we hiked, we were avid sports, um, hiked, biked, I was an avid tennis player, um, very physical, um, swam, you name it, we did it together and really enjoyed it. Well, we came home from up north, and uh, September 2nd was Labor Day weekend, um, spent a gorgeous day by our pool, we had just built a new home. Not even a year in our new home, new outdoor pool. I was just indulging in great food, great beverage, great sunshine, neighbors. I was just, it was like the day like of what I thought was ultimate blessing. Um, that night, went to bed. We had a wonderful evening. I won't go into all the details, but it was a wonderful day all the way around, from beginning to end. Uh, all right. <laughs> about, about 10.30 that night, I re-woke up and um, was really thirsty after being in the sun and whatever, went to our laundry room where I always kept cold water to get a drink. Um, there was a refrigerator there. Um, next to the refrigerator, I always kept my phone charged. Um, my daughter-in-law and I were going to pray to homes the next day, and we hadn't communicated on our scheduling, and I happened to see she had texted me. I uh, picked up the phone, started texting her as I was walking back to the bedroom. For whatever reason, I didn't see the top of the stairways. 
17 steps to our finished basement. And I, I think it was because I was texting, but all of a sudden, before I knew it, I, I don't even know what hit me. I ended up at the bottom of the stairs, looking up, halfway on the wall, and I couldn't move. Um, wow. I didn't even know how I got there. I must have blacked out. But something really incredible happened at the bottom of those stairs. I heard God's voice as clear as could be. And he said, be still and know that I am your God. And I was a faithful Christian. We had taught Sunday school. I was raised, you know, in a good home and a Christian home. And um, I thought I knew, thought I was obedient. I had a fervent prayer life. I had gifts of intercessory prayer from young. And... Uh, I knew at that moment I, I couldn't move. I'm like, man, what am I going to do now? And I knew that I had to surrender it all. And God spoke to me, and it was like, I don't want 95%. I don't want 99.1%. I don't want 99.9%. I want it all. And it was so easy. That night at the bottom of those stairs, I surrendered it all. And there was a peace and a joy in the midst of that moment that I, I it's, it's just not even explainable. There was no fear. I knew that I knew that I knew that it was going to be okay. I knew. No matter what I was going to go through, no matter what was going to happen from then on, I could just rest in him. And it was amazing, his mercy. God's mercy that night, I had no pain no pain. And the doctors later on were just blown away because I ended up having a what they call a C5, C6, which is a trauma of the neck. I've got a pretty awesome little steel rod going on back there right now, but uh, that's okay. It's holding me together. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So... We heard what God spoke to you. This all happened. Todd, how did uh, God speak to you through this? What was, what was going on with you? Well, let me just, um, that, that evening, you know, she was rushed to the, the hospital. And um, Kristen sits still up here at school. And 
I was debating, should I call Kristen? It, this was late at night. It was 10.30 or 11 o'clock. And, and I thought it was a gut-wrenching decision because I, we didn't really know what was going on or anything. I really didn't have much to tell her. And I, so I figured I'd wait till the morning because then we'd have a, potentially a better idea of what was going on. Um, so I called Kristen in the morning. and I mean, it was probably the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. And I called Kristen and tried to explain it to her. And um, she, she took it pretty hard and cried. But it was amazing. She said, Dad, it's, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. I, I couldn't believe my 20-year-old daughter was comforting me because I was a wreck, obviously. And it was amazing that she, because I thought, oh, boy, how am I going to you know, do this? But she comforted me. She said, Dad, everything's going to be okay. She got on the bus, started heading back. She called me about three or four times on the bus. And I thought, well, at any point in time, she's going to really start struggling with it on this bus ride home. But she called me three or four times saying, Dad, everything's going to be all right. Daddy, everything's going to be all right. Let's just keep praying. Let's start praying. Um, Everything's going to be fine. And uh, that was an amazing comfort. I know God played a role in that. And it was just wonderful to do that. But. Um, let me just give you some background. Um, I, I was raised in a Christian home. Um, faith has always been important to me throughout my life. And uh, I committed my life to Christ at age 16. Mary and I, when we got married, we were very active members in our church. Um, um, we taught Sunday school for 15 years. It was always about pleasing God um, and serving God. And something was missing. I, I, never was, I never fully trusted God. I never fully relied on him. I never gave him the ultimate importance that I knew I should. So when this accident happened, it just changed my life. And I realized that I needed to start trusting in the Lord more. And it was a very difficult thing and very, very painful, obviously. She was in the hospital for three months. And we prayed and we prayed and we asked for healing and at one point, we said, Lord, we know you're a healer. Um, can you please at least tell us why? And we got an answer. He answered and said, um, I am healing you. I, I'm, I'm healing your heart, and that's the greatest healing that, that we can do for you right now at this, at this time. And I'm teaching you to trust me. So my outlook completely changed. I started to just completely trust and rely on God that I had never done before instead of on myself. And um, I went from being a, running my own business, so I'm used to being in control. That was done and gone. No longer did I want to be in control. <laughs> um, the Lord was in control. Um, I became a full-time caregiver. And, you know, that struggled with that quite a bit. Um, you know, being responsible for all her medical needs and all the major decisions created tremendous anxiety. I felt the Lord saying, give those anxieties to me. I care for you. Give those anxieties to me. I'll I'll take care of it. I'm in control. Uh, Life changed. My outlook changed even more. I became humbler, and I started to see the the beauty and and the um, blessings that he provided. And I think that when we start realizing the blessings and, and start being thankful and having a gratitude, it's the best way that we recognize the control that he has in our life. And it was, it was such a, a blessing. And um, so my outlook on life changed at that point in time. 
But I, I think that it just taught me to com- start to completely rely on, on his, you know, faithfulness and to trust completely and let him guide and direct us. And, and God doesn't always promise that everything's going to be smooth sailing, but he does promise that, that he will always be with us. So, Mary, now that you kind of told us what happened, let's maybe hear about a little more of your journey with God and your growth with God over these last several years. Yeah, one of the big things is that first stretch in the hospital with the surgery, and I was on a ventilator, and, oh, that went on way too long, and you had, so many things happened. I had pneumonia twice. I had a, a blood clot in my lung. I stopped breathing. It was one thing after another after another. But in the midst of this, I got to bask in God's presence, in the glory of our Creator. And it was the light and the warmth. And and it was like I was able to just rest at his feet. And it was so unbelievably powerful it it was like like nothing I had ever experienced in my life and it was and it went on and on I was at at the hospital for three months and what God did in that time and what he showed me it was such a blessing and people were coming in and out of my room. They were attracted to my room like a magnet. And it was like, and, and God just did so much in and through me. And he just flipped me upside down. It, it, none of it was about me. It was like, how can I minister to these nurses and doctors and staff and in, in, in the midst of everything that was going on? And the joy and the laughter, the fun. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was just ridiculously. I mean, people just can't even understand the magnitude that went on. And, and, you know, I did have some really trying days. It's not that it was all glorious and all wonderful. And I had to dig really deep a couple times. And I know when they transferred rooms, they transferred me. I was shuffled around there quite a while, and I had blood pressure issues. I was always passing out. They couldn't figure out why. Well, you know, we, that's okay. We just dealt with it. And I remember the one time I totally checked out, and they couldn't get me back. And I woke up in my bed. I was in the shower, and they were helping me shower. And I woke up in the bed, and all of a sudden, there were eight people around me, the rapid response team, and I woke up and I just started laughing. And they're looking at me like, why in the world is she laughing? And I'm like, well, there's nine people. That's enough for three rounds of row, row, row your boat. So we all counted off and sang row, row. Of course, to have the medical team completely walk in, like what is going on in this room? But you know, that's God. That is God. That is so him. And, and it, he gave me words of knowledge and, and things for staff there that, that, that I was just like, you know, no one else would know those things. He gave me things to, to share and, and testimony. And 
it's just been such a beautiful journey. Yeah, you know, um, I heard your husband Todd talk about uh, the beauty of the journey. Why don't you just take a couple minutes and talk about that, and then we'll oh, let Todd wrap it just, up here in a sec. The biggest thing I can say is I, I, I equate it to um, how my life used to be was when I had a need or I wanted to be in touch with God, you know, I would reach out in prayer, I would reach out in worship, I would reach out when I needed God, and it's all backwards. He wants us to do that, but it's now it's like I reside and live in him and walk in his spirit. And it's like, like picking up the telephone. I used to call God and then hang up the phone when I was done. Now I picked that night at the bottom of those stairs, I picked up the phone and I called God. Now I may set it down on the dresser momentarily while I function in the world or whatever, but he's always on the line with me, continuously. And I remember the psychiatrist, we had to deal with the psychiatrist twice a week, and she was a secular psychiatrist, so I had to wait for my opportunity, <laughs> because she thought I was nuts. She, she's like, you're in den-. I remember the week before I left the hospital, she says, you're in denial. I'm really worried. You're going to go home. You were an athlete. You used your hands. You were physical. You, you know, you're going to see your bike, and you're going to see your tennis racket, and you're going to see your, all this stuff going on. And she says, you're going to have a breakdown. And I remember telling her, I said, you know, the flaw in your, the flaw in your thinking. She didn't like that, but that's okay. <laughs> is that some people are born and never get to experience what I already have. And my God says, that is enough. And that he is enough. And that whatever he has for me, he is more than enough. Always. Always. That's fantastic. Todd, do you want to just take a couple minutes and maybe last things you'd like to impart. So we're going to bring your daughter up here in just a second, all right? Well, I just want to say, no matter what your struggles are, and we all have struggles, big and small, just give them to the Lord. Know that he's always there with you, and he cares for you. You Even when things seem the bleakest, don't give up hope and drift away like many do, but that's when we dig in closer, dig deeper, draw closer to God. In James, uh, I think it's 4 or 8, it says, draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. I think that's just an incredibly powerful verse. And his presence is always with us, but it's really up to us to tap into that presence and to be constantly communing with him and seeking him. And we can really rely on his faithfulness and, and trust in that. And it's one of the best ways that we can demonstrate our faith is to, to just to, to rely and trust in his faithfulness. I just firmly believe that there's nothing in this world that's more powerful than, and will bring more peace and joy in your life than you know, walking hand in hand with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much. God bless you. Yeah.